the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Um, Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord, for joining us here today. We ask, Lord, that you would be with my special guests as well as myself and everyone else that's working here that's helping us through this. Father, we pray that you would give us understanding of your word. Give us words to speak today, too. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are in Psalm 69. And again, um, this is a Psalm of David. It says here to the chief musician upon Shoshan, Shoshami, Shoshayim, a Psalm of David. Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink deep in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I am wait for, for my God. They that hate me without cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me, being my enemies wrong, wrongfully, are mighty, and I restore that which I took not away. O God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from thee. Let not them that wait on thee, O O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach, shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, there was to my reproach. That was to my reproach. Sorry about that. I made sackcloth also my garment. I became a proverb to them. They that sitteth at the gate speaketh against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord. In an acceptable time, O God, in a multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of my sal- thy salvation. Deliver me out of thy mire, and let not sink, let me be delivered from them that hate me, and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood over me, neither let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, and hide not the face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw nigh to my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of thine, my enemies." Thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are all before thee. Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. And I look for some to take pity, but there's none. For the comforters, there, but there is none. There was none. And for the comforters, but I have none. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them, and that which should have been for their welcome, for their welfare, let it be a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not, and make their loins continually shake. Pour out thy indignation upon them, and let the wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their habitation be desolate, and let none dwell in their tents. 
for they persecute him who hath smitten and walk to the grief of those whom have whom thou hast wounded add iniquity to their iniquity let them not come into the righteousness thy righteousness let them blot out of the book of the living <clears throat> I'm sorry, let them be blot out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me upon high. I will praise the name of God with song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall pray, this also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall see this and be glad. And your heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor and despise not the prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him and the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it. And they that love his name shall dwell therein. Thank you for your word, Lord. And and as you could tell just by some of that, um, it foretells um, Jesus on the cross where they <clears throat> they gave him gall and, um, and vinegar to drink. Um, anyway, thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you for um, Jasfar, my special guest who's here today. Uh, for those of you that have seen his um, episode last week, he is back again. Thank you, Jasper. And today we're going to be covering um, Sikhism. <clears throat> so welcome. Thank you. Okay, so for those of you that would like to take the time to um, see Jasper's show uh, again so that you can get up to date with his testimony, it would be episode 84. And he gives his background and his testimony of how he came to know Christ. But today we're going to stick with a subject, and that's Sikhism. And that's because that was the faith that you were, that was the religion that you were following in those yes. days. And so you came from that and went to, um, you studied a little bit about um, about Christianity, but had not committed to the Lord, but you got involved with a cult and then got reinvolved with Sikhism and then moved towards Hinduism. And now your ministry is what I'd like to talk about. So you have a ministry to Sikhs. So give us a little background on Sikhism so that we in the Western, you know, countries can understand what that is and how, how they worship God there. That's a very good question, because most people do not know what a Sikh is. In fact, I met many pastors who did not know what a Sikh is. They confuse it with a sheikh, the, the Muslim Middle Eastern sheikhs. Yes. And that is not true, because the word Sikh means learner. Okay, and spell it for those people out there that don't know yes. what you're saying, because Sikh sounds like the word S-E-E-K. It's S-I-K-H, Sikh. Okay, Sikh. And it means a learner or a disciple. So most most Sikhs are born into that religion because their parents are Sikhs. Correct. And is there something they have to do to make themselves a Sikh? Um, because we Christians have to, you know, find God ourselves, find Jesus, and then make that decision to follow him. No, Sikhs believe whatever religion you're born in, you have to follow it and be faithful in your religion, period. And, and so yes. that's what a Sikh yes. does. They, yes. they blindly follow whatever the religion is. Correct. And, and what day do they worship God? Uh, on a Sunday. So they worship, they go to a temple? It's called a Gurdwara. And if you're going to speak to somebody who's a Sikh, it's a good idea to use their terms. Um, people Gurdwara. call it, yes. Okay. It, it's not a, a temple. You know, people call it a Sikh temple, and it's common. But if you use the term Gurdwara, which is their term, it means the door to God. Gurdwara. Yes, Gurudwara. <clears throat> okay. And so you go, um, you worship your God in in the Gurdwara. Correct. In, in On Sundays. Correct. And so... What what is a day to day process, and what book do the Sikhs use to look? You know the the, the 
the Christians have the Bible, the the Muslims have the Quran. The um, what book do you use? Their book is called the Guru Granth Sahib. And what does that mean? It uh, really means uh, they consider their book to be the embodiment of their gurus. Sikhism started in the 16th century, actually started in the end of the 15th century, and that's when the first guru started. Um, some people like to simplify it as an amalgamation of syncretism of Hinduism and Islam. Now, is there any truth to that? Because I've heard that before. <clears throat> and so I, I heard that it was an offshoot of the Hindu religion. And then when the when the Hindus came, I mean, when the um, when the when the Muslims came to to um, India, they kind of bl- melded the two together. They blended the two together. Is there some truth um, to that? Let's give you a big picture of what happened in India. Okay. Thousands. I see a history lesson coming. It's very quick, though, but it gives you a big overview. Yeah. Original Indians came from Africa. Mm-hmm. They are very dark. Mm-hmm. And about three or 4,000 years ago, Caucasians, the Aryans, invaded India. Uh, they came from southern Russia, from the Caucasian mountains, and I believe a third of the tribes went to Germany, a third to Persia, actually two-thirds, and from there, one-third went and conquered India. And that is why Hitler used the Hindu symbol for the swastika, mm. because Germans are Aryans, Persians are Aryans, uh, Persians are not Arabs. They, no, they aren't. They are not. And uh, from there, they conquered India and they started the caste system. Mm-hmm. Some of the Indians fled south. So the further south you go in India, you you meet darker and darker people and they're lighter in North India. And the ones who stayed were subjugated and they were made into the low caste. So they did all the low caste jobs. So when you're talking about the caste system, you're talking about Hinduism. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so we're not the, talking uh, about the Sikhs yet. No, not yet. Okay. This is thousands of years ago. Okay. In, it, it, Sikhism is the most modern religion. It's only 500 years old. So the original Aryans who conquered India, they wrote the Hindu scriptures, the Vedas, mm-hmm. in a form of ancient Persian. It's not even in Sanskrit, not in the Indian language. Wow, I did not know that. Yes. In fact, the Hindu marriage ceremony is from the original Zoroastrians who worshipped fire, and the it, the wedding is done in a, uh, the altar is a fire, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. walk around the fire. Wow. <clears throat> so uh, a lot of things actually came from uh, uh, from Persia, and they wrote their scriptures, and it's all nature worship, and all the gods and gods, they're nature gods. They do not worship idols. Uh, they do not believe in reincarnation. And, and, and now who are you saying they, the Sikhs? The Aryans, the who Aryans. invaded India. Okay. They mm-hmm. were the white Caucasians. Okay. And then they obviously, over thousands, intermarried, and we end up being brown. <laughs> so uh, they worshipped nature. There was no reincarnation. They actually believed that when you die, you go straight to heaven. Okay. Then the later rishis who went into the wilderness and looked at nature and saw all the cycles and the moon waxing and waning and the seasons and the cycles. Um, and then they reasoned that, well, why does the moon wax and wane? So they theorized that all the dead souls go there. And as the moon gets full of these souls, it then wanes. And these souls go straight to heaven. That was their original belief. Then they began to postulate, well, what about the bad people? Ah, hmm. Okay, then later on they said, well, okay, the bad people come back. Their souls come back. And their souls come through the atmosphere from the moon and then it goes into the ground and the water and maybe the water goes into the seed of the weed, which becomes eventually flour, which somebody eats and maybe um, when it's part of their body and when then when they're intimate, the soul is passed on to a newborn. So this is actually the origin of reincarnation. Most people do not know 
that the original Aryans who conquered India and the original Indians, they did not believe in reincarnation. This was actually to uh, justify why there's suffering in the world and punishment, Mm -hmm. karma, reincarnation. So that's the big background of that reincarnation part. Then we must remember that about 500 BC, a lot of the Jews who left Babylon, only a few went back to uh, Israel, some stayed in Persia, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were traders, they came to India. In Mm -hmm. fact, Jews have been in India for two and a half thousand years. Really? And there's no way that they could not have influenced Hinduism in some way. Then comes along Buddha. Mm -hmm. And the Indian emperor Ashoka, like uh, Constantine, he embraces Buddhism. Most people do not know that for 300 years, India was completely, by his edict, declared Buddhist. Wow. But how could you overnight, you know, change a religion? Right. Because the the caste system brought in by the Aryans, the Brahmins were the high caste. They had a control over society. They did not like this 300 years of losing their power, because in Buddhism, there is no caste. No caste system. Mm -hmm. So they actually threw out all the Buddhists from India. And that's why you will not find Buddhists in India. Really? Yes. And it left an impact, though. India forever became vegetarian Mm -hmm. because of their nonviolence. And it changed the whole psyche of the Indian people, and they became passive, nonviolent, this is why for 800 years, the Muslims were able to invade India and, and loot and take the women for 800 years and kill 50 million Hindus over a period of 800 years, the biggest Holocaust in history. And that was the reason why the Sikhs arose. And I'll come to that in a minute. Because Buddhism, so you had all these influences on Indian culture and society and religion, Then in 52 AD, you had St. Thomas come to India. Most people do not know Christianity came to India before it even reached Rome. Really? Yes. Before it went to Europe, it was in India. St. Thomas was in India. And he was martyred there in 72 AD. The reason being because he also preached like Buddhism. There is no caste. We're all equal. We're all sons of Adam. Mm-hmm. And the Brahmins didn't like it. They did not. They saw this as a replay of Buddhism. Oh. So they speared him while he was praying. Mm-hmm. And from that time onward, Christianity in India, instead of being the religion of the high caste, because the first converts of Thomas were the Brahmins, because they saw Jesus in their scriptures and in their original sacrificial system, which they had before Buddhism made them vegetarian. Hmm. And I'm following you. Yes. Okay. So the religion of the low castes, mm-hmm. just like in the Roman Empire, it was the religion of the slaves originally. Mm-hmm. So although the original Christians in India were Brahmins, but they mm-hmm. speared him when he preached there's no caste system. Mm-hmm. So it became the religion of the low caste people, the powerless people, and it did not grow as a result. So you had the Christian impact. Then around 700 AD, 800 AD, you had the new religion in the Middle East, the Islam, and the Muslims came to India. They were trading with India. And obviously, they're going to bring their ideas and the fact that there is only one God. St. Thomas brought in the idea of a God being a loving father and where brotherhood, grace of God came into Hinduism for the first time. And in fact, the later Sikh Hindu scriptures that are written in Sanskrit are all written after St. Thomas came to India. People don't know that. Really? Wow. So all these concepts change. We don't have Hinduism that was original Hinduism. Um, If you want to see original Hinduism, it is in Calcutta at the Temple of Kali, where there is a temple, and every day there's about 300 sacrifices. And the priests are dressed in white, and they take the blood into the altar. Mm. Uh, That is original Hinduism, because it was the religion started in Genesis with a sacrifice. 
And it was before there was written languages. That was a word picture that one day God himself would take birth to die for the sins of humanity. Wow. So that's a big picture. So you come to the 1500s. You've had all this Hinduism changed. Mm -hmm. You had a concept uh, of Pagti, which means devotional love of God, self-surrender, grace, this started around, and that there's one God, but you can worship him as Shiva or as Vishnu. And these whole concepts took time to go from South India, where St. Thomas came, and to come to North India. So by the, about the 15th century, when Guru Nanak, who is the first Sikh guru, there are 10 Sikh gurus over a period of about 240 years. The first guru was named Guru Nanak. So you had all these saints, Hindu saints, mm -hmm. who had all these concepts, yeah. Sikhism built on it. Okay. Basically, that was the what happened. The Sikh scriptures start off with the numeral one. It is the only scripture that starts off with a numeral, and it, it is one God. So that's why they say this is the Islamic influence. The concept of God is monotheistic. But even there in the scriptures, it is very confusing because they have all sorts of ideas where God is seen as pantheistic, monistic, that everything is God. Uh, so that is not crystal clear either. Mm -hmm. So you have the first guru who goes to have his daily bath in the river and the Sikh stories say he doesn't come out for three days. Mm -hmm. He's taken to the courts of God and commissioned to preach the Sikh gospel. And what is the Sikh's gospel? Basically, that there's only one God. You, Your goal is to find union with God. Yoga actually means union. Yoga? Yoga means union. Mm -hmm. Union with God and to get out of the cycles of transmigration and re reincarnation. Sikhs do not believe in going to pilgrimages to earn your merit, although there is a whole merit system in there. But basically, the word grace occurs more time in the Sikh scriptures than the Bible. Virtually every single page, every single paragraph invokes the grace of God. How many, how big is your book? Uh, the book is big It's because it's originally it was uh, handwritten okay. and they still keep a big size book. It's, it's very big. But how many chapters? Are, uh, it doesn't. It's 430 pages. Oh, okay. Every okay. page is exactly the same. Oh. It is set to music. It's actually like the Psalms. Okay. That is why it is a devotional religion that's supposed to stir your emotions and your heart. Okay. Now, is there a want, desire to get to heaven in this re religion? It does talk about heaven okay. and hell, uh -huh. but uh, their whole concept is very, very confusing. Because okay. on the one side, you've got to merge with God, which is a Hindu concept of pantheism, because God is everything. And your problem is, is sin, but sin is ignorance. Ignorance of your real essence, that you are God. Okay. So um, the desire of Sikhs around the world is to do what? Is to, when you die, what happens to you? Um, or when you're, when you're a Sikh, are you special in, in God's eyes? And, and there must be some sort of a devotional that you have to do over and over again to be to stay well in God's eyes. Is, is that concept um, a misnomer in, uh, on my end? Um, basically, they do have this concept of grace because I went to a Sikh conference, Sikh scholars. And after they'd given their lectures, I asked the, the top, one of the top scholars, I said, uh, well, I said, I'm going to ask him directly, who do you think Jesus? And without a second's hesitation, he says, the grace of God. And I'm dumbfounded. I said, how did you come to that conclusion? He said, my PhD was on that. And uh, sure enough, my book that I'm writing goes into detail into all the attributes of God according to the Sikh scriptures, and I show how Jesus fulfills it all, and that he is the true guru. They have a concept of Satguru, which means true guru. 
and I show how Jesus fulfills all the attributes that are in the Sikh scriptures. Now, for those of you who don't know who a Sikh is, it's very easy to recognize an orthodox, strict Sikh who has been initiated. They wear a turban. They do not cut their hair anywhere on their body, men or women. Uh, so you can recognize them with their flowing beards. Um, and 9-11, a Sikh in Phoenix was mistaken for a Muslim and was shot. So there's a lot of ignorance. Uh, as Sikhs have spent a lot of money to try and clear this, but people still do not know what a Sikh is, and especially the body of Christ. We need to learn about Sikhs, who they are, and how to reach them. You know, um, the, one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't maybe you didn't see the movie. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Mark, who's sitting there on the couch, or maybe even Sean. The the movie Lawrence of Arabia. Now he Lawrence of Arabia is with Arabs. Correct. He's in Saudi Arabia, yes. and he is you know becoming friends with the the Arabs there. They're Muslims in Saudi Arabia. That's that's where Mecca is. Now, doesn't Lawrence of Arabia wear a turban in that movie? Okay, let's go back to the story of the turban. Actually, a turban. Uh, that's why I, I'm, I'm pointing that out because because people may may mistakenly look at someone with a turban because of the movie Lawrence of Arabia he's got a turban on if you've got a turban on you've got to be absolutely and and then also the i dream of genie thing um which is you know and also let's get something even newer than that um La, you know what is the Latin? Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Doesn't he wear a turban as well? Doesn't his genie wear a turban? And precisely, that's why there's a lot of confusion. But um, the reason Sikhs wear a turban. Okay. I would have to go back to the fifth guru. There's ten gurus. The fifth guru compiled the scriptures. Sikhism is the only religion that has the original scriptures. Okay. And uh, oh, they do. They have the original. Well, it's only five hundred yes, years old, so yes. that's not too. They have the original. That's... Now, the fifth guru was martyred. Okay. He was martyred. Um, he refused. Uh, there's a lot of historical facts on this, but we won't go into the details. Mm-hmm. Um, he was martyred. That was a big turning point in Sikhism mm-hmm. because then his son, the sixth guru, put on two swords. Mm-hmm. One for temporal power, one for spiritual power. And when he was asked, you are supposed to be a guru, a holy person. What are you doing with two swords? He said, these are to defend the defenseless, not for aggression or acquisition of land. Okay. So a Sikh has to wear a sword. Um, but let me get to that in just a second, because not only the fifth guru was martyred, the ninth guru was martyred. Okay. And he refused to convert to Islam. So he was beheaded in Delhi. Now, at that time, his son, the 10th guru, was only nine years old. Mm-hmm. The Muslims taunted the Sikhs. Now, at this time, there was no, you couldn't tell the difference between a Sikh and a Hindu because they all had short hair. And uh, the Muslims taunted the, the people in the crowd. They didn't know who was a Sikh, who was a Hindu. Is there any brave Hindu who will take the head of the guru? Nobody came forward. And apparently it was after dark that the Sikhs came and they took the head. And that was must have stuck with the nine-year-old guru. Because when he became a guru, he decided... To grow his hair. He decided that he was going to make his Sikhs recognizable. One Sikh in a crowd of 100,000. And he said, and he swore that he was going to turn sparrows into hawks. And this happened in 1699, April the 13th. Yesterday was April the 13th. Uh, last week was April the 13th. Well, isn't isn't it, wasn't yesterday April 13th? Isn't today the 14th? Wait a minute. That, uh, last week when we had our interview was the 14th, remember? Oh, oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so he summoned thousands of Sikhs yeah. to celebrate the Harvest Festival, which is done on April the 13th. And this festival is called Vasaki because Vasaki is 
a, a name of a month. Mm-hmm. And that 30, on the first day of that month, which is April 13, yeah. is when you celebrate. So all the Sikhs got together, and he's on the stage, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for him to preach, and he gets out his sword. You see, by, by this time, the Sikhs had become a militant race because mm-hmm. the Muslims were killing them. Yeah, right. And they saw them as a threat. So he's waving his sword and he says, I need the head of a sword, of a, a Sikh. I need the head of a Sikh. Nobody came forward and they're done. You know, they're, what, what, is he gone crazy or something? Mm-hmm. Then eventually one Sikh goes forward and he takes him behind the curtain and he comes back and his sword is dripping with blood. And he repeats this five times. And eventually, you know, five Sikhs do volunteer. And each time he comes, there's blood on his sword. And then, he, you know, he goes behind the curtain. And after some time, he comes out with all five of his Sikhs in new dress with a turban. And they are called the Khalsa, the pure. Initiated. Then he initiates the Sikhs in a ceremony to uh, where... Um, uh, there's uh, sweet water mixed with the sword and they drink it, uh, they're initiated. And he wants his Sikhs to be brave. And they did eventually, uh, the reason he put on the turban and the beard is so that they would be recognizable. They wouldn't be hiding. Secondly, the turban with the long hair acted as a helmet. Okay. Yes. So that makes sense. Now, I I do want to ask, the turbans were used by the Muslims too, though, weren't they? Oh, yes. And the reason he wore a turban is because only the Muslim chieftains and lords wore turbans. And he okay. said, each of my Sikh is a lord. Okay, got it. Now, I want to know, let's spend the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. on how to witness the Sikhs. Yes. Now that we have the uh, somewhat of a background on Sikhism. Right. So how do you witness the Sikhs? First thing is friendship evangelism is the most you've got to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. As far as they're concerned, Christianity is a foreign religion, it's the religion of the white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, if you talk about the sacrifice of Jesus, they will say, Oh, we got 10 gurus, you got one. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the sacrifice, they said, Our gurus sacrifice their lives, mm-hmm. um, so they think they got something better. Um, so that is something you can clear up in their minds as time goes. But the best way is to first establish a relationship, friendship. Hospitality in Eastern cultures is very important. And yes. Sikhs are very, very hospitable. Um, if, you, if you know Sikhs, you will know that they are extremely hardworking, mm-hmm. honest, and they are always ready to serve. Service is a big concept. Even during this COVID, all the Gurdwaras were taking food out to feed people. They have a langar, which is a, a free kitchen, feed food in their uh, Gurdwaras 24-7. Anybody can walk in and they'll be fed. Mm-hmm. So um, they have all these good characteristics and character traits that uh, are in their favor. And the British admired them for their bravery. Uh, they were their best warriors in their army. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing is learn a little bit about their history. You've got to know a little bit about their history. Um, I mean, just knowing greeting is is will just blow them away. And the so greeting, how would you greet? You would greet them as, by saying Sat Sri Akal which means literally God is eternal and true. Wow, that's okay. So so say that again. Sat. Sat. Which means true or mm-hmm. truth. Shri Akal. Shri Akal. akal. Yeah. Sh- God is it. Shri, shri yeah. Akal. Yeah. Sat Shri Akal. Yeah. Means wow. God is true and eternal. And what is the answer? You you replied the same way. Oh, you say <laughs> yes. Satshirika. Yes. So okay. just knowing a few words like that, it, it breaks the ice. And if you know about a little bit about their gurus, um, the most prominent guru is the first and the last, the first and the tenth. Mm-hmm. They're the pillars. Um, the fifth guru is also important. Um, there they have a temple in Amritsar in India. Okay. 
but you said they are not called temples. They're people call it temple. Okay, okay? golden temple is what it's known worldwide.、Okay. Um, and even in the Punjabi, it's called a Hari Mandir, a God's temple, is literally where it's trade. You know, translated, it is the golden temple. And actually, if you look at it from the air,、um, there's a, a walk away around. You walk、um, clockwise, and then when you come all the way almost around, there's only one way to the temple.、Mm-hmm. But the temple has four doors on all four directions. In other words, it's open to all. Wow, what a fantastic Christian message there! There's only one way to God. But that is open to all.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let me just say this: so the worship time is su- is every Sunday. Yes, and、um, unlike some other,、uh, I think it's Buddhism where they they go every nineteen days or every seventeen days,、mm-hmm. and so it's a different day every month.、Um, um, you, you you end up you end up worshiping like twice a month at the most. But anyhow, so what is the concept of? I see that grace equals Jesus. I mean, they 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 recognize that Jesus is the one that. No, that no, they don't. That's what we need to get them to recognize. Oh, they do. Jesus、don't. is the grace of God. That was a one Sikh scholar who、oh, had studied Christianity and their scriptures and had come to that conclusion. Okay, my question is, who is God to them? Who is、God? okay on a practical level to them? It's a personal God. There's one God. They do not we- believe in idolatry. They don't have any idols. The only thing they bow down to is their book because they consider that to be the, their living guru.、Hmm. Okay, so they don't name him as like we. You know, we say there's one God too:、mm-hmm. uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three in one.、Um, but if you really want to give a name to the Father, they they call him Yahweh or the you know the Jewish. They don't believe in the Trinity. It's、right. a Unitarian God,、so、just like the Jews、God. and Muslims. But they don't have a specific name for God. N- not they have lots of names for God, but the most common one is Wahe Guru, which means wonderful. God. Okay, and the other one,、um, that is the most common one. Okay, so we're witnessing to Muslims, and you're you're really saying it's a relational. You mean Sikh, Sikhs? Yeah, I'm sorry, I I did say Muslims. <laughs>、yeah. So we're witnessing to Sikhs, and really, you want to befriend them. Absolutely, you want to get to know them. You、yes. want them to get to know you. Yes, maybe even invite them over for tea or. Um, or take them you know, out to lunch.、Yes. And is there any dietary rules that you would follow? Initiated Sikhs are vegetarian.、Mm. They don't eat meat or、uh, imbibe alcohol. Okay. And was that true of your family? No. Okay. No. Initiated Sikh will have all the, the the five Ks is what they're required, and they stand for things. Uh, that in the Punjabi language start with the letter K. Okay.、Uh, they being hair. They can't cut their hair. They got to keep a comb to keep their hair clean. They got to have special long breech underwear,、uh, which signifies moral purity.、Um, they got to carry a sword.、Um, one more, I forget that.、Um, okay, so so that's what they're following. Now that we've befriended them, how do we share Christ with them? How do we share Uh, the concept of who we are and what we follow into something's palatable for them to accept. First,、um, it's best to know what they're thinking. Ask lots of questions. It's okay. Ask、mm-hmm. them lots of questions. That's how you're going to learn. And if it's a one, it's going to be one-on-one evangelism.、Mm-hmm. It's not going to be.、Um, so it's it's、um, it's got to be tailor-made, basically. You know, ask them questions and and see where they're coming from.、Mm-hmm. Um, you can also invite them to church because Sikhs have never been to a church. And will they go? Will it be against、yes. their moral compass to go to church? They will probably resist. But if you've got a good relationship over time, they will go. Especially at Christmas、mm-hmm. or Easter, which is、mm-hmm. a good time to to go.、Um, how do you? And then, how do you introduce the fact that we we worship a one God? 
Um, and how do we get them to understand that concept? You could use that as a common ground. We believe in one God. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two biggest things that we need to convince them is by asking them, who were the gurus? Because in their mind, they were God. Mm -hmm. They were divine. They were sinless. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were sinless. Yes. Okay. In their mind. Right. But they do not realize that, and I go through this in my upcoming book, which is going to be entitled, The Light of the Satguru, Good News for Sikhs. Oh, in their scriptures, their own gurus, in their own words, each one of them admit their sinners. Hmm. The most powerful verse you can quote to them is from their first guru, who is the pillar and the founder of the religion. He actually, to paraphrase it, says, Oh God, my sins are as deep and immense as the ocean, mm-hmm. and I repeat them constantly like the waves. I am a sinking stone. Show your grace and mercy and take this sinking stone across this ocean. Mm-hmm. Each one of them admits their sinners. They don't, they, they've never been taught those verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 10th guru actually said, I am not God. Plain and simple. I am not God. Whoever calls me God will go to the deepest hell. Mm-hmm. They need to be reminded of this. They're not divine. They were human. They died. They also implore God's grace and mercy for salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, the first guru, this is extremely powerful, when he was asked, who is your guru? By the yogis. Mm-hmm. He replied, Shabd is guru. Shabd the guru. Shabd means the word the Logos. You can take them to John 1, 1 and show them in the beginning was the word. That's that's powerful, right? Very there. powerful. Yeah. Then the 10th guru, when he was asked who his guru was, he says the beginning, the end, the one and only incarnation is my guru. Take them to Revelation where Jesus three times says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. These are extremely powerful verses. And if you get the Sikh to read it from their Bi- from the Bible, and if you have their Sikh scriptures on your phone, let them read that and compare, it will literally blow their minds away. Yeah, it'll rock their world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because it, it it really speaks to the foundation of what they're they're looking for in Absolutely. a God. And um, do you have some, I, I've got about three more minutes. Uh-huh. Do you have one other example of what we can do to witness to Muslims? I mean, to witness to got Muslims on my mind. <laughs> um, Sikhs. Um, basically, you know, learn about their religion by asking questions. There's lots of material online. I will be starting a website. Um, I just need to put some content on it. Mm -hmm. It is going to be, it is truthseekers.com. That's spelled T-R-U-T-H-S-I-K-H-E-R-S.com. Truthseekers.com. It is under construction right now. Okay. And so give us your, um, say, your email address. Yes. So... For people that are wanting to jump, you know, in right now. Yes. I was going to say jump the gun, but maybe <laughs> jump the sword and and get a hold of you. Yes. And so give us your email address. It is uh, truthseekers. That's once again truth. And the word seekers is spelled S-I-K-H-E-R-S at gmail.com. Okay, very good. And I just want to stress, it is extremely important for the body of Christ to know about Sikhs and how to reach them. Last year, I attended for the first time, actually it was uh, 2019, um, we had the first global Sikh consultation in Edmonton, where 60 of us who work among Sikhs um, had a conference for a week. And our goal is now to awaken the global body of Christ to reach the Sikhs. They are the most unreached people, very much unreached. And Sikhism is the fifth largest religion. A few years ago, it overtook Judaism. They must be reached. Yes. Wow. Okay, so 
um, I'm glad people are 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 looking to witness to Sikhs. Um, for some reason, I just assumed that there were people out there uh, sharing Christ with them. But obviously, you know, we've we've missed the mark on this. I want to thank you for coming in and sharing that with us. I want to thank you also for coming in the you know on the other episode. Um, I'm sure you have this in in your material or somewhere in your library that if somebody emailed you and would like to have something more tangible to hang on to or maybe even a track or something that they could have, you'd be willing to have some conversation via email with them. So thank you so much for coming in and and um, we'll be praying for you because that's a really huge daunting job ahead of you as you um, uh, follow your your what God's called you to do in witnessing to these people. Now, just very quickly, mm-hmm. um, in your family, yes, in your immediate family, are are people following Christ? Are, are they Christians? What's going on there? God is faithful. He promised you and your household will be saved. Wow! So my wife, my then it was my uh, son, my granddaughter led my other daughter, older her mom to the Lord. Yes. And before my mom died, she accepted Jesus also. Beautiful. Oh gosh! See, our God is so faithful. We're just yes, so absolutely. grateful for that. Anyway, if if any of this resonates to, with you and you would like to accept Jesus as your Savior, we're looking for people whose hearts are so stirred that they feel a calling upon their lives to turn their lives over to Jesus and say, I'm going to leave this world, this worldly life that I have behind and I'm going to follow Jesus. If that's you today, follow me in a very simple, easy prayer. It's not a, there's nothing magic about it. You are simply meaning it with your heart and you're saying, God, Jesus, I want to follow you. Teach me your ways and I will follow you till the end of time. So if that's you today and you'd like to follow me in a very simple prayer, it goes something like this. There's no magic in this. Just mean it with your heart. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Today, I would like to commit myself to you. I'd like to make a vow to you today that I will follow you through eternity. Come into my heart. Come into my life and wash me as white as snow. Forgive me of all those sins that I've committed in the past, maybe even today, and Father in the future. Today is the day that I will follow you. Help me to find a good church. Help me to remind me to read the Bible. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If this was you and you have decided to follow Jesus and would like to tell somebody, um, you can either write to um, our friend here, Jasfar, at his website, which he gave us earlier, or you can write me at On the Road with Jesus. Go to my website. It's On the Road, R-H-O-D-E, with Jesus, and scroll down to the bottom. There's a place for you to email me um, a note, a, you know, an email letting us know that you've accepted Jesus. Or if you'd like a Bible, please write us and we can get that into your hands. Or you can write me an email at rahfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or you can call me at 951-817-0094. And there's only an opportunity to leave a message there. So it's 951-817-0094. It's way easier to write me an email. So if you would do it that way, it would be the best way to get a hold of me. Um, thank you so much, listeners, for, for joining us today in such an interesting subject, Sikhism. And thank you again um, to my guest, Jasfar Bossi. Join us again right here on the road with Jesus. Bye for now. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com, or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. 
On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Join the new and improved K-Praise Fan Club. Be the first to know about fan club benefits like exclusive movie screenings and events hosted by K-Praise. Sign up for your chance to win swag from your favorite ministry and get first bids on contests to win cool stuff like passes to community events and exclusive contests only available on the app. Subscribe to become a member today by visiting kprz.com. It's easy to subscribe. No need to create a new password with hundreds of special characters, a number, and a capital letter. You can subscribe using your social media profiles. It's that easy. Join the new and improved K-Praise Fan Club at kprz.com. And don't forget the K-Praise app. It's free in the Google Play Store and Apple Store. Enter exclusive contest only available on the app. View special videos, content, and more. Connect with our social channels and interact with us. With the K-Praise app on your smartphone, you'll always see what you hear at your fingertips. Download the KPRZ mobile app from your Google Play Store or Apple Store. Life is filled with many uncertainties and storms, but we don't have to navigate them alone. We have God and His Word to guide us. This is Pastor David Kahiwat, and I'd like to invite you to join us each Saturday at 11.30 a.m. as we dive into the Scriptures to keep us anchored in Christ. The Anchored in Christ Show, every Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m., right here on KPraise. Don't miss Cornerstone Radio, where we think big and act bigger. Hi, I'm Pastor John Simon, President and CEO of Cornerstone Transitional Housing Program. And I'm Pastor Ed Brody, Secretary of Cornerstone Transitional Housing. And I'm Blaine Nurse, Treasurer of Cornerstone Transitional Housing. Join Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and myself Saturdays at 8 p.m. as we work to break the cycle of homelessness and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as property, injustice, and equality persist, none of us can truly rest. Cornerstone Radio, Saturdays at 8 p.m. on K-Praise. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. And getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business. Not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at surroundsandiego.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. That's surroundsandiego.com. Surroundsandiego.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.